Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, as well as Audible. You want to definitely do that. Or why not download the app directly at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. And, of course, you can get the entire show before the show at rockoftalk.news. You got it all today. We'll drill on down and kick it all there, folks, because, you know, well, it was six years ago on this day, ladies and gentlemen, that we heard these two go at it. Yep, the most contentious moments of... She wants open borders. Now we can talk about Putin. I don't know Putin. He said nice things about me. If we got along well, that would be good. Well, that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet, States. No puppet. And it's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's absolutely She doesn't right. like Mr. Putin Trump. because Putin Mr. has outsmarted her at every Mr. step Trump. of the way. I, Excuse <laughs> me. She's been proven to be a liar on so many different ways. This is just another lie. Excuse me. My turn. Social Such a Security nasty trust fund. He held a number of big rallies where he said that he could not possibly have done uh, those things to those women because they were not attractive enough for I, I did uh, not them say to that. be assaulted. I did not say that. In fact, he went on but, to say. But he, did not he, say that. It's her two minutes. I, I understand. And the specific you, question went to pay for flight. Do you want to well, talk about that? Well, no, think, look, but there is no evidence. But there well is, there there is a lot of evidence it's been very about well the very good work. And it's a and criminal enterprise. And so many people know It's a criminal enterprise. Let me just explain. All of her donors, most of her donors have done the same thing as I did. Okay. And you know what she should have done? Folks, we heard this. you know, Hillary, what you should have done? Uh, there was even a time when he didn't get an Emmy for his TV program three years uh, in a row, and he started tweeting that the Emmys were rigged. Should have gotten it. He always <laughs> I mean, looking for some. Because we don't gain anything. He has all the Iran is taking over Iraq. Secretary Clinton. Iran is taking over Iraq. We don't gain Secretary Clinton. We would have gained if they did it by surprise. Wait, 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 wait. Secretary Clinton, it's an open he, discussion. He, he, he says we would have gained now, if they did it by surprise. Secretary, please let Mr. Trump speak. He's unfit, and he proves it every time You are the one that's unfit. Secretary Clinton, hold, uh, hold on just a moment, folks. Secretary Clinton, Mr. Trump, I want to thank you both for participating. Now the decision is up to you. The decision is up to you, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. And uh, most contentious, the brutal moments, if you will, six years ago as Hillary Clinton went on uh, with, I don't know, not much fanfare after this. She had every single advantage, every poll, everything that was coming in. You've got 20 days to make this happen. You are going to make it happen here in the state of New Mexico. In my opinion, there's no doubt about it. Latest polls coming out from Mark Ronchetti and crushing, absolutely crushing, putting putting Ronchetti on maybe seven, seven and a half points, and then getting, and remember, you've got one out of 200 calls that are being answered by pollsters. Do not believe the polls. It's all voter suppression. Every single one of you need to turn out. I participated in elections. You know that they cheated us. 
You know what happened on that day. They were pulling away polling stations. They were pulling away voting booths. Do not let them discourage you. You need to turn out and don't let the libertarians discourage you either. Thanks, uh, Gary Johnson, for coming out, doing the right things, stumping for Mark Ronchetti. You know, there used to be a time when we could actually have a good dialogue and a debate. And your governor does not want to have that debate. No different than Hobbs doesn't want to have that debate next door in Arizona with Kerry Lake. They are an embarrassment. They know that we have their number. They know that we have the truth. And it's up to you, the voters. They can't gaslight you. They can't buy you any longer. It doesn't matter if they're doling out 15 million barrels of oil or if they're delving out $15,000 per student to go ahead and pay it off. Folks, this is or has become the biggest election and certainly the biggest midterm, but the biggest election in your lifetime. I can't believe that I'm having to say this, but all of the misinformation is all coming from the people who are saying that we are the misinformation. We are not. They've banned us from social media. They've banned us from every apparatus that we could possibly even get to. Even banning your kids from school, saying that we can get and they want to cram you down and you're not going to let them. They know that we're winning. They know it. They can see it. They can feel it. They can smell it. Just like Hillary Clinton during those polls during that time thought she had this in the bag. They couldn't even walk up on stage. Vanessa was figuring out, well, uh, we'll show up tomorrow. We're going to go ahead and show up tomorrow. Uh, yeah. And they never did because Donald Trump came, claimed victory. This is a republic. Okay. This is a republic. Just like when you show up to the polls, don't let the Joe Monahans, don't let KOB Channel 4, Channel 7, KOAT, or Channel 13. Look, all the time, I never have paid attention to polls. I've never paid attention to ratings. Like, well, Eddie, how well do you know that you're doing? KKOB is sixth in the ratings. They were 10th in the ratings three months ago. They're, one of their main personalities is changing his profile pick to my DUI pick. How ridiculous do you have to get? These people will absolutely stop at nothing to make sure that you are reduced to nothing. But let me tell you, when it comes to crime, when it comes to the economy, we've got this thing in the bag. Take a listen. Here it is. About the economy and inflation being important issues. How about this? This is a New York Times poll, brand new here. Asking voters, Times. what's the top issue on your Times. mind this election? I haven't seen it this dramatic in a poll. Add the economy and inflation together. That is 44%. We're getting close to the half economy. of all respondents in this poll no saying that's Mexico. their top issue. Nothing else even cracks 10% right now. And we've talked about the Republican. Abortion is at 5%. Everybody who's telling you that abortion is the most important issue, that's just the media gaslighting you, telling you that this is the most important thing, putting out fake polls. Sanderhoff's in on the game, 4-7-13. Mark Ronchetti's going to be your next governor. He's going to be your next governor. All you have to do is show up at the polls. They know it. They will stop at nothing. Now they're trying to align him with Donald Trump. Please do so. Turn out our base. Uh, Karen Bedoni is being helped by Michelle Lujan Grisham's family. We've got the snapshots. We just proved it. Folks, this person who's trying to work, her name is Cynthia Lujan Canner, 
putting this stuff out, hello, I would like to hit one of the catwalks over either I-40 or I-25 during the evening rush hour this afternoon. I will be in Albuquerque and have access to two big banners we could put up with zip ties. It's a short notice. Will you be interested in joining us for a Bodoni sign campaign? The woman's name is Cynthia Lujan Canner. They're cheating, folks. They are absolutely cheating. Look at uh, all her background. She's got Ephesians 425, researcher at Finding Truth. What else it has? Former ex-Democratic war chair at Bernalillo County. Democratic ward chair, ex-Democratic state central committee member at New Mexico, retired consultant pharmacist at UNM Hospital. The steal is on. Mark Ronchetti can and will be your governor with your courage three weeks in. You need to get every single person. Nobody can live through another four years of this witch up in Santa Fe on the fourth floor. You know it. I know it. Let's get this done. It's that easy. Show some courage. Don't give up. Forget the mayor's race last year. Forget two years ago in the Senate race and everything else. Forget everything that happened with Donald Trump in 2020. Keep fighting all the way through. We've got a great program here for you this afternoon, right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIV, BBQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. All right, the Yardbirds become uh, later on the Led Zeppelin. Uh, Jimmy Page is the only one to carry forth with them. Jeff Beck left the band after 1966. Uh, the Yardbirds arrived in New York on this day for their first North American tour. After only two dates, Jeff Beck left. Also part of the Yardbirds was a man by the name of Eric Clapton. So there you go. You can pick up all the notes directly at rockoftalk.news. Let's check in with Casey, who's over at the rally up at the Albuquerque Public Schools. Talk about courage. Freedom Families United. Casey, how are you? Good, Eddie. How's it going? It's going well. I know we've got a good turnout because this is all about parental rights. We heard that unbelievable clip yesterday about uh, the California Board of Education basically allowing kids thinking it's normal for them to masturbate in class. And you saw the horror of the, uh, you know, the, 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 the parents, they couldn't believe it. Their jaws dropped and, you know, they're teaching everything from transgenders to, you know, putting, uh, you know, tampon dispensers in male bathrooms to, you know, uh, telling them what they can and can't be as far as sexuality. And, and we haven't even gotten into the actual textbooks itself. Uh, what are you guys out there doing this afternoon? Well, we're supporting this policy that was introduced, KB1. This was introduced by members of the school board, some well-intended members, Good. and they need our support out here. And, yes, the same exact stuff is going on um, inside of New Mexico. I think a lot of parents out there would be extremely astonished if they actually knew what was going on. And our audience is obviously much more informed than than everybody else out there. But we have to wake New Mexico up because currently, as it sits in New Mexico right now, if your child is 14 and they talk to a counselor about their depression or anything else, they don't have to tell the parents anything. Wow. And even beyond that, if they're just talking to the parents, we were told by administrators that they have a lot of wiggle room, even at 12, 13 years old. What does that and mean? So parents, what does that mean, wiggle room? What, 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 is it, what, do they, what do you think they mean by wiggle room? 
that means that that's one of the things we're addressing at this public comment here is the wiggle room when these policies are written, they will put in verbiage there that is not very binding. And anybody that has been through any legal proceedings or been around the legal world understands that your language has to be very specific because if they can find a way to manipulate and bend the policies to to favor them where they don't have to speak to the parents or they don't have to tell the parents about a child's uh, gender questioning or depression or anything like that, they will. And they truly feel like it is them against the parents. They assume the parents are guilty until the parents prove that they are on board with this and on board with this crazy ideology. And so it is very pervasive throughout New Mexico, and we are taking a very deep dive in the upcoming months. People are going to be uh, very astounded at what we have found, but we're taking a very deep dive into New Mexico and what's actually going on behind the scenes here. Uh, it's important that you listen to Freedom Families United, 1 to 3 p.m. They are out at 6400 Uptown Boulevard, which is the Abergate Public Schools, the very posh, very posh, very expensive offices in the Uptown area for the one of the largest organizations, employment organizations uh, here in the state, Albuquerque Public School System, which is losing uh, thousands of students. In fact, over the last three years, uh, nearly 10,000 students all in all. But it doesn't matter. We're funding them more and more to teach them these things. It's all about the brainwash in the Albuquerque Public School System. You know that. I know that. Unless we can change it, unless we can make them accountable and take away that wiggle room. What part of the property are you at this afternoon, Casey? We are on the north side of the building, 6400 Uptown Boulevard, northeast. And anybody that wants information sent to them, if they want to join online in the public comment or support us in any other way, or if they have questions, go ahead and call or text us at 405-1776. There we go. Casey, we'll see you out there. Make sure you guys all head out there while you're listening to the Kiva and the Rock of Talk here this afternoon. All right. So we started out in a blast. Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. You know where the polls were. You know where we were. I already told you Mark Ronquet is going to win as long as you have the courage to show up to the polls. They're trying to suppress it. There's a red wave that's happening throughout the country. It's all about inflation. We'll let NBC's uh, Kornacki finish up on his presser that came up about the New York Times article. Republicans, when it comes to the economy and inflation, having a pretty clear advantage in the polls. And that brings us to the next question on the poll. They call it the generic ballot. You know, they just ask, would you like a Republican or a Democrat to control Congress? And there's been some movement Savannah. here. Yeah, and typically this has been a pretty good indicator of where things end up in midterm elections. So this is the average of the generic ballot right now. And you can see the Republicans with a lead here. That is a 2.2 point lead for Republicans. Now, that's close, generally speaking, but we were here a week ago taking you through the generic ballot and a week ago this number was inside of one point Woo. you had the inflation news Pulling over the last week so it help the democrats Momentum. and it does seem that as the economy moves to center stage republicans are improving their chances here and now you can't pull out another roe v wade out of your hat now can you so what's the what, what, there's got to be a response when it comes to inflation certainly the most intelligent people in the democratic party got to have some type of response i would imagine well why not take someone who's very woke someone who is very well-known, well-branded, uh, very educated. In fact, she has a JD from the very same uh, law school that Hunter Biden, who's brilliant, I hear. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, he, she also graduated from Yale Law School. Uh, you know what? This will just tell you. They graduate anybody from Yale Law School. Here's what happens when this morning on Morning Joe, they press, or yesterday morning, they press, 
one Stacey Abrams for your response. And listen here. There's no more rabbits Democrats to pull out of your hat on their response to inflation. Take a listen. He just asked you, you're running for governor of Georgia. Uh, I would assume maybe in- pretend for a moment. This is Michelle Lujan Grisham. OK, just pretend. Wait, <laughs> it's pretty much. Wait, it actually looks like Karen Bedoni. Uh, Stacey Abrams and Karen Bedoni is like the same person right there. By the way, Karen Bedoni, she's she's going south of two percent. Uh, by the time this is all de- said and done, she won't have one percent. I assure you. Uh, I would assume, maybe incorrectly, but while abortion is an issue, it nowhere reaches the level of interest of voters in terms of the cost of gas, food, bread, milk, things like that. What can a governor, what could you do as governor to alleviate the concerns of Georgia voters about yeah. those livability, daily, us. hourly issues that they're confronted with? But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. What? It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. Oh. For wait, women, wait, wait, wait. Is- having children? Wait, if I eliminate children, things won't be as expensive. Less mouths to feed. Did you hear this? This is literally satanic. That's what this is. This is a libertarian, liberal response, whether you get this from Bodoni or whether you get this from Michelle Lujan Grisham. It's the same thing. Children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy. Oh, wow. Women should not have babies. We're going to hand that over. We're also going to hand that over to the men. Cook, clean, everything else. Pretty soon, man, you guys are just be. You can have baby. You can do whatever you want, right? In a liberal world. How sick are these people? The economic realities of having a child. And so these are it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing <laughs> it or separating them out. But we also have to talk about what a governor. Can wait, do. I can't afford this baby. This baby's too expensive. Uh, wait, I thought uh, basically in certain parts of the I don't know, the country, don't they just like make babies so that they can get more money from the state as long as they vote Democrat? Isn't that kind of like the whole idea? Right? You want to have more babies, right? You don't want to reduce the number of babies because you want more money. Isn't that the way it works, Stacey? Come on, girl. Pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both and conversations. We don't have the luxury of reducing it or separating them out. But we also have to talk about what a governor can do. Wow. A governor can address housing prices. A governor can address really? the cost of education. Apparently, the governor can 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 just manufacture market prices for the price of real estate. You know what? I only want the prices of, remember that got defeated at city council. Nice job. Get rid of the rent controls. Just understand that there's got to be a fair market price. And if that means it goes up, that's because there's demand. We have the invisible hand. We don't need some sort of artificial hand making sure that there is an established price that's set by the government. That's ridiculous. A governor can put money into the pockets. of. No, you can't. You cannot manufacture money. That has to come from a tax base. That would be corporations and businesses and people that pay into it. Stacey, I thought you had a Juris doctor from Yale University. A hardworking Georgians instead of giving tax cuts to the wealthy. Oh, that's right. 
you know what? Rich people are rich because they have too many tax cuts. That's what I talk about on the trail, and that's what's resonating. But let's not pretend that women, half the population, especially those of childbearing age, they understand that oh, having a child yeah. is absolutely an economic issue. Oh, the only politics. It's not even. It's not about love or life or anything else. It's can I pay for it? Who see it as simply another cultural conversation? It is a real biological and economic imperative conversation wow. that women need to have. Look how evil these Ms. people Abrams, are. This is Eddie Glaude. I, I want- uh, let me tell you at this point, uh, nobody should be having sex unless they are rich enough to have sex and pay for the baby. That's exactly what Stacey Abrams thinks. There it is. Yet you've got Republicans going all over the place trying to save lives, regardless of whether or not can even anybody can even pay for them. We'd love to go ahead and have them to be adopted. Back after a quick break here. All right, we're up to date. Let's start back into the rock of talk. When Smokey sings, remember that uh, ABC song? He is the sweetest singer. And he kissed my mom in Vegas uh, back in 1967. That song was released, uh, I Love My Mom, so... I played that for her here on this day, and I know she loves it. When Smokey sings, like so many of us, uh, my favorite Smokey song is the Tracks of My Tears, which is exactly what Michelle Lujan Grisham and uh, Karen Bedoni are going to have come election night. Lots of tears on the trail because you're going to show up, you're going to vote, you're going to get your ass out there and pound the pavement for Yvette Harrell and Mark Ronchetti all day long. It's what you've got to do, folks. It's what we have to do. We have been tasked with the... uh, Undeniable fact that we have failed for 90 years to put the right people in power and led our state to this 51st place in everything. I don't even need to say the category. It's just like last in everything that's that's good, first in everything that's bad, and especially when it comes to crime and various other things. So let's continue with the economy. I'm, I'm sorry for kind of holding you over here in sort of the second part of the hour, but I do want to continue to talk about inflation and kind of uh, revisit Stacey Abrams so that you understand putting it all in perspective. And I shared that New York Times article, the Siena uh, College poll that was that, that came out. Super PACs have spent $18 million on abortion-related ads, okay? Economy and inflation issues are number one and two, period. Nearly 50%, 44, 45%. I'm rounding way up, okay? <laughs> sort of like when someone tells you, hey, would you like to round up to help this? Yep. Monmouth University found abortion was the most important issue for only 5%. Do not be gaslit by the woke, broke news media here. 4, 7, 13, the recently coming out of bankruptcy, cumulus media, and the stuff that they're advancing on their various other radio stations, aside from their conservative now ranked sixth radio station. Well, I won't stop, folks. We are pressing on. We are going to continue to press on, okay? Because we've got this. 63%, folks, are talking about inflation and the economy being their top issue. Things are more expensive. And, and just in case you, don't, you, you, you haven't awoken to the reality, Britain already has about eight hours ahead of time. 
out in London town where things are bad. Consumer prices reported at the stroke of midnight this morning rose 10.1% in September. 10.1%. No amount of uh, ice cream licking from Joe Biden is going to be able to bring that down. Let me assure you. Food prices are what's driving it. Food prices. Do you know how much a turkey is? 73% more expensive this Thanksgiving than last Thanksgiving. You want to argue? You want to bitch and moan and talk about what's really going to make people mad? It's the fact that we had to spend twice as much for this turkey. That's $85, $90 instead of the usual $40 to $45 that we spend for a turkey. I don't know about you, but that's going to make a lot of people pretty angry. Why is everything so expensive? I don't know, Jan. You voted for the Democrats the last five times. You're registered as a Democrat. Why do you keep voting for those Democrats? Why do you keep printing money? The annual inflation rate returned to its fastest pace in 40 years since 1982. 9.9% in August. Okay, I can't get emotional enough about that. And I hope that you second my emotion when it comes to the issues that really matter. Don't be gaslit by NPR 89.1 or Joe Monahan or 47 and 13 or the Albuquerque urinal. Okay, they're going to print false information. And and by the way, they're already coming after me. They're going to slam me all over the place. They're going to trash me every way that they possibly can. And I don't care. I don't care. I only care that Mark Ronchetti and Yvette Harrell get elected. That is it. And and is is that going to change the state? Let's get real for a second. That's the beginning. That's the least amount that we could possibly hope and wish for. That's just to stop the bleeding. We've got a soldier that's, that's, that's hemorrhaging out on the battlefield right now. And we've got to find as many tourniquets as we can so we can go ahead and wrap every single one of these issues to make things work again in the state of New Mexico, if they've ever worked, to be honest. Let, let's get real. Have they ever really, truly worked? Or is this just place for corruption after corruption? Well, I, I'm going to expose Dan Burrell tomorrow, who suddenly is rearing his ugly head after grifting all this money from the state of New Mexico. And he was in the middle of Rosemont Realty, which was directly involved with Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, Bill Richardson, BGK. I'm outing because all of a sudden, guess who appeared in the paper today? The Albuquerque Business First. It's not Albuquerque Business First. He's going to get paid $72 million to go and, and create airport hangars in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And if this stuff doesn't like get, get you excited, you don't know anything about this state. It's pay to play all day long. It's who you know. It's not what you know. The smartest people don't advance. It's the most corrupt. Understand that. That's who advances here. If you're willing to go ahead and do the dirtiest deeds, that's how you get the leg up here in this state. It's who you know, not what you know. They don't care that your turkey's $80. They don't care that you're paying more. They're going to say, well, we're just going to go ahead and give you more of a break. We're going to give you more money. We're going to go ahead and give you more of this and more of that. And shouldn't you be happy? Please vote for me. We've always been there for you. Hey, we gave you the hookup. Your family's working for the city. No, hey, everybody's working for the state. You got to vote for Michelle Lujan Grisham. Not that weatherman. He doesn't know anything, man. Oh, guess what? The person who doesn't know anything who's actually going to drive us further into corruption is Michelle Lujan Grisham. You think the last four years are bad? Think about the next four years. And not just that, 
Stacey Abrams or anywhere else, these people are going to get defeated. Even Herschel Walker, in my opinion, is going to come out and beat Warnock. They've got nothing else to fire to him. There's nothing else. It is going to be a dismantling. I've already given you my predictions, 227 to 208 in the House. In the Senate, it's going to be 5248. And if I get my wish, Yvette Harrell gets, re- gets reelected in District 2, and in the governor's mansion, we're going to have a brand-new governor. And, and by the way, a little bonus here for us males, it's going to be a male finally, okay? Not that I have anything against uh, the very sweet Susanna. Susanna Martinez is a sweet human being. She really is, especially after she took care of her, her sister the way she did and, and all the things that she did. You have to understand that the way that Michelle Lujan Grisham continues to demonize her, she wishes she could be Susanna Martinez. She wishes she could be her. She won't because she's not going to get that second term. You're not going to let her get that second Latina term, right? We reserve that for our Republican, and that would be Susanna Martinez. Wouldn't that be awesome? Have a little bit of bragging rights, a little scoreboard over them. I hope you'll join me in making sure that those two people get elected. 550-50-500. That's 550-50-500. I can't believe what's happening in Britain right now. Another sign of the sickiness of inflation that politicians and policymakers are having all over the world. Over the years through September, consumer prices rose a record 9.9% in the Eurozone, 8.2% in the United States. That's year over year. A four-decade high. 40 years. Okay? Why? Well, they're trying to please those central bankers. They have to. They've got to get paid at some point. They printed out all that money. All that money is flushing around. Liz Trust might get overthrown. They don't want a conservative. They already have a conservative in Italy, Maloney. She is great, right? Can't have a second conservative. However light Liz Trust is, she's like, oh, we're going to go ahead and cut taxes. No, we're not going to cut taxes. We need more and more and more and more money. We need more of your money. And there's enough people to go ahead and turn that trick to say, hey, there's government programs. They're helping people out. They're bailing people out. And they're going to make certain other things more important and they need to be 550-5500. That's 550-5500. Call, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie. What's up, man? What's up? Go ahead. I uh, I, I haven't listened to you in a while. Uh, my bad. But anyways, hey, I, got, I, got good, I got good PR. It reminded you by getting my uh, DUI last week. So I'm glad you're back in the uh, saddle again. That's good. Good. good, good yeah. Stuff. It's Pete, by the way. Pete! Um, yeah. And so uh, I, I'm I'm livid. I know New Mexico politics is is uh, gets my blood boiling too. But man, I am seeing things on Instagram and Facebook that the CDC passed. I'll get to that. Fifteen to zero. Yep, can you please now. speak on that? And I will. Yeah. You, is there something we can do? There's got to be. I'm I'm hoping it'll get to, it, that someone will sue and it'll be, bring litigation and it'll at least be held up in the courts for a time it's being. Funny. I shouldn't don't know you, what. Shouldn't you ask uh, Brandon Vote and Eric Strauss, who both work for the Albuquerque Public School System? Yeah, they are totally vaxxed. They're totally ready and jumping on board with all that kind of stuff. And now they're going to do it to your kids. 15 to zero on the CDC. You know how we do it? You know how we stop? We don't let our governments, whether it's a state government or the U.S. government being run by non-governmental organization. I'm going to talk about that after the break. I'm going to segue away from that for my opening and talk more about that here in the Kiva. Pete, thanks for joining again. And I'm glad he got a little bit of a reminder. God works in mysterious ways, folks. And I think they're going to work both for Yvette Harrell and Mark Ronchetti. We'll talk about that, and we'll jump to our next topic right after a quick break here in the Kiva. Let's have a rock of talk. In our zone, I got that. 
sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it. Moving so phenomenally. Come on, lock the way we rock it. So don't stop. It's under the lights when everything goes. Nowhere to hide when I'm getting you close. When we move, well, you already know. So just to let you audio. I don't know if I'm going to do that Friday, Saturday, maybe Friday instead of O'Reilly. I might do it. It's something that you need to hear right before Ground Zero. So I sent it to a few of my friends, got some good uh, feedback on that. On this day, 10 years, happy day. You make, make 10 years. I don't know. There are anniversary gifts anymore. Didn't there used to be like, you know, uh, one year is paper, 10 years. I don't know. Cla- I don't know. Whatever they are. JT and uh, Jessica Beal, they're one of my uh, favorite songs from the movie Trolls. If you have kids, you know it. If you don't, then there you go. Democrats don't have kids, I guess. According to Stacey Abrams, you got to have, you got to be rich to have sex. Well, um, <sighs> should I just play Robert Malone here? I think I should. This is Dr. Uh, Malone. Well, I'm a fan of a lot of you conspiratorial people said, well, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be on his side. We shouldn't be what he's uh, all about. He's, he's working for the other side. Uh, this just got voted in about an hour ago. The uh, advisory committee on immunization practices uh, recommended 15 to nothing. The group of medical and public health experts that develop recommendations about vaccines. Okay. And you can't have a defeatist attitude. And I understand Pete's frustration. Pete's been a listener for a very long time. Um, you know, some people need to pull out of the sort of the political sphere for a while so they can sort of regroup. And, you know, it's a lot. I mean, it, it, it's a slog, right? Every day doing politics, just like I do it here on the air and we do it and been doing it for the last eight years together. I guess it's a slog. I mean, think about Mark Ronchetti and think about what these guys have been doing for a long. It, it, it's a slog. It takes a lot. So you have to sort of check out. But when a, an issue moves you, like the government coming in, and that's our poll for today. Does the government have too much power? That's the poll. Do you think the government has too much power, the right amount of power, a need for more power? I can't answer because I'm afraid. That last answer, I think, is probably going to be the most popular one. Because I think most people are afraid of their government. They're afraid of getting audited. They're afraid of getting arrested. They're afraid of all of these things all the time. They're like, you know what? You got to say, you know what? The government's made of people just like that, unreasonable people. But they have to be employed. They have to have a job. And they're going to probably see. And if they don't have to do it, they probably won't. Okay? There's, There's good people in the government, too. Unfortunately, there's really, really bad dictatorial people and they want to force vaccination of your children. So how do we avoid this? That was the question from Pete. One, you don't send your children to compulsory public school. Two, you make sure that you have control of your kids and you find a doctor that isn't going to do what the board of doctors is telling him to do. You get involved in MediShare or all these various other share programs. I, I, I see my doctor every single week. 
I take OSHA, I take oregano oil, you know, maybe my mental health could be better, but Hey, after two and a half, three years with the COVID and dealing with this witch up in the fourth floor up in Santa Fe, we're all a little bit sick. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. <laughs> Especially if you're fighting every single day and dealing with the likes of Bill Gates or Anthony Fauci or people telling us what's good for us, how to live, where to go, where to pee, where to poop, what, what, what to do. Like, it's enough to make anybody absolutely sick. It's 1984, and Orwell wanted this, okay? They've gotten rid of our books. They've gotten rid of our media. They've gotten rid of us on social. But we still have the likes of people like Dr. Yeadon and Dr. Malone, okay? This is Dr. Malone. Not a fan of Steve Bannon, because I don't like the, the, especially since he consulted with Bill Barr, and he helped Ehud Barak, who is one of Jeffrey Epstein's best friends. You know who they went to? They went to Steve Bannon. I have a problem with Steve Bannon for a number of different reasons, but at least we're going to go ahead and listen to this from this morning, Dr. Malone on War Room Pandemic. Tell us uh, what, by the way, is anything, Carrie Lake, you're one of the founders of this technology, the underpinnings of the technology. Is anything Carrie Lake said that would make her an extreme anti-vaxxer, Dr. Malone? No, I would say based on worldwide consensus, she would be mainstream now. Um, positions that she just enumerated are absolutely the science. As Folks, you might want to move to Arizona, just so you know. Carrie Lake, by the way, he, she, he's running again. This would be the, the equivalent of Mark Ronchetti running against Maggie Toulouse Oliver. He, she's running against the Secretary of State, the person who counts the votes. In the rockoftalk.news, there's an article there about six thousand registrations that are missing currently stands and anybody who claims otherwise is clearly spreading disinformation or malinformation there you go we're on the right okay, side so of history dr malone and we got naomi on deck dr malone you say that but in washington dc today the seat i think it's in dc the cdc is preparing for i think they're taking a preliminary vote today and a final vote tomorrow you walk me through the process but they want to put this vaccine that you say is misinformation or not, you know, a, not a vaccine, they want to put this into the now the permanent schedule. So when kids go to public schools and they got to get those 15 shots, they're going to get 16 shots now, sir. So the vote just happened a short while ago. It was 15 to zero to endorse the position of Rochelle Walensky, Walensky. which is that the uh, uh, product is recommended for children down to the age of five even though it is only licensed down to the age of 16. So they're taking the um, just radical, talk about radical, um, the radical step that an emergency use authorized product, and, and Carrie Lake is exactly right, that makes it a, an experimental product, will Green be therapy. recommended for administration to children down to age five based on basically a 300-person uh, child bridging study that they call effectiveness, but all it is is showing that the immune response is similar in children to this new booster to what it was previously with the first and second jabs, and a safety database of 1,300 young children. And that is uh, statistically powered to detect adverse events that are up to one in 400 in frequency. In other words, they would never detect a myocarditis event with such a small sample size uh, because the incidence of myocarditis in, in young boys 
is in the range of one in 1200 to one in 1500. So they're literally curtailing and tailoring the statistics to make sure that they avoid the myocarditis, recommend it, tell you it's safe. And this is a government or excuse me, this is a non-governmental organization that you're supposed to trust. The preliminary vote today, 15-0, as you heard from Dr. Malone, and tomorrow is the permanent vote. Folks, this is a war against us versus our government in terms of what they want to do with your life and your kids. They they once again have used clinical trials. Um that are poorly designed, inadequately powered, and then are using those to basically force an, a political agenda. The final vote to put it on the schedule will be tomorrow, but it's already 15 to zero to endorse the belief that this should be recommended for children. And uh, the logic of why they're doing this is a head scratcher for anybody that is actually data-based, but it appears to involve two core things. One is, in the event that they stop the declaration of emergency, the liability protection will vanish for these companies that have been deploying these experimental products. So there you go. Your kids are officially guinea pigs. And if something were to happen to them, and we go back to Tucker Carlson and his interview with a woman who was a total vaxxer, and then she saw that her son got a myocarditis uh, infection or myocarditis, excuse me, apologize. Uh, and then when that happened, she was no longer on board with it. She has no recourse to go after those companies. And so if they can get it approved and recommended down to the pediatric cohort, then they acquire a different type of liability protection. So it allows legal coverage uh, for the vaccine companies. And the other thing that it does is it mandates that Congress will pay for the uh, purchase of these vaccines, because as you'll recall, Hey, it's free, everybody. We're protecting you. Look, we're protecting you. It's free. Congress is going to pay for it. If Congress has been to say, basically, hell no, we're not going to continue to fund the White House to buy vaccines. So this is a backdoor way to get additional liability coverage and a backdoor way to force the American taxpayer to buy these vaccines and deploy them in children. Over. There you go. You have it right there from Dr. Malone himself. So uh, that is what has gone on. I've told you how to avoid it and what we need to do. And this is all about uh, fighting it back at the polls. There's never been more motivation to go out and vote and vote Republican than there is right now. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hour two just for you up next. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV. coming at you from the ABQ here this afternoon. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV Podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. And don't forget, you can uh, catch us on the apps actually that I manage and run and all that other kind of good stuff directly at Rock of Talk. TV and rockoftalk.com. Rudy, real quick, uh, just because it wasn't very clear, where are you at this afternoon? We're at the mine at 65 um, Traffic Center, which is basically in Salon Helena. They do, they'll set up appointments with you and they'll get you set up with the best Medicare plan that fits your needs. Mine at 65.com is where you make the appointment. All right, there we go. All right, just want to make sure I had that because, uh, you know, a lot of people ask and then. Like, what, 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 what happened? Uh, lots of text uh, there for the first hour. 
Uh, you can find all the interviews, you know, any of the weekend stuff directly at rockoftalk.tv. Betty, thanks for playing that. He gave the perfect explanation of why they would do this. So that goes tomorrow. So make sure that you guys are paying attention uh, to all of that. Uh, hey, Eddie, when did you uh, do that interview? Also, I didn't catch what happened to you. Uh, last week, uh, do I need to repeat it? Should I keep repeating it? I don't know. They, they splashed me all over and uh, a couple of people changed their profile picture to my mugshot uh, for DUI last week. Uh, Eddie, clutch shot update. 176 people got the death booster in the office next to mine today. There it is. Uh, just so you know, I'm not taking the DUI lightly. It's a very serious thing. So uh, no doubt about it. I mean, let, let's, let, I, I don't know when the last time they put it, it's just a random person who's not elected to an office and uh, on front for a DUI, but Hey, I'm fine with it. All right. Uh, Hi, Eddie. I'd like to share with you what I was told by a New Mexico poll worker. Okay, so a little update before we jump into Bill Gates and the the uh, Green New Energy deal with the Agenda 2030 and the rest of that. She said she'd be really certain that your vote is counted, not stolen or thrown away, as to always vote on voting day, November 8th. Okay, we got to stop this. Go vote. Okay, then go and make sure you can vote. Like show up a second time or even a third time. All right, just make sure, hey, was my vote counted? Was my vote in? Did you, you see you have a record of all these types of things? I, honestly, I don't understand, you know, all the ins and outs of, of, of what's wrong within the machines. You know, you have to have somebody who's involved in voter integrity who's going to know more about that. But I would say just go and vote when you're ready to vote. That's all I can say. And just make sure that you vote. Okay, that's what really counts. Uh, Eddie, it is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. There you go. I love that. You got to fight, right? Yeah, I jumped in. Got to get in the arena. Whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. Who strives valiantly. Who errors. Who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who the best knows at the end, the triumph and the high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. The uh, great Teddy Roosevelt. That is, uh, I need to get that, like, tattooed on my chest. I'm going to start getting tattoos everywhere. I'm actually serious about that. <laughs> just as a reminder, right? I just need reminders, just tattoos. And I want to bring you lunch. Wow, that is awesome. Love that. Uh, this one's a picture Governor Ron Ketty uh, on the Navajo, they they graffiti that. That's wonderful. Thanks, Mark, for sending that in. You're wonderful. Uh, thanks so much for, for doing that, sending it in. Um, Casey Peterson up at 6400, uh, the Albuquerque Public Schools, parental rights. You just heard the Dr. Malone piece, 15 to nothing. Get the notes at rockoftalk.news and rockoftalk.chat. You have everything that's right there. Eddie, I want a receipt that shows my vote. We get them for every other thing. So that's a good thing. I don't know. Can you get a receipt? Can someone tell me if we can get a receipt? That's from Bob in Los Lunas. I'd like to know that. I think that that's important. I told you I'll be focusing on Dan Burrell tomorrow. The grift continues, $72 million for Hunter Biden's partner and Governor Bill Richards' partner and Devin Archer's partner and Chris Hines' partner. And they made all sorts of money over on Pine Tree Corporate Center and everything else because they got $40 million. But hey, we'll focus on that tomorrow. Someone who didn't get $40 million from the city of Albuquerque, but could have and would have and should have. But uh, you know what we do. We don't invest in people. Maybe that was a good thing. Albuquerque's own Bill Gates. He's got a nice mugshot himself. Uh, yep, he started Microsoft uh, right there on the corner of, uh, what was it, San Pedro and Central. I know the building. It's owned by 
a great man, Steve Maestas, who I certainly hope runs for Senate next time around. I certainly love the man. Uh, his wife is a wonderful person, too. She's a former chairman of the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico. Her name Deborah Way. Wouldn't it be great to get Steve Maestas to run? But hey, maybe I'm starting too soon. He actually owns a building that uh, Bill Gates uh, started Microsoft in. Take a listen to Bill Gates. Do. Well, BlackRock and Larry in particular are a great example of private sector leadership. Wow. You know, anyone who says that stop climate there. shouldn't be a factor in how you evaluate... So stop there. <laughs> BlackRock is a great example of leadership. They're buying neighborhoods. They're getting severely killed on the market right now. That's not leadership. It's total and complete corruption. They own everything. And they work... You know what fascism is? It's whenever governments are working in cahoots. I hate that word, but I'm going to use it here. Cahoots with corporation, right? For the leg up. Uh, private public partnership. Uh, the state of New Mexico is working with NBC Universal and for our private. It's like every chamber of commerce person is like at the Hispano or the Albuquerque Chamber of Commerce, the economic development. We like our private partner public partnerships and uh, we give them money. The future of a company, you know, isn't uh, that's not capitalism uh, because you're right. It's not capitalism. Fascism is not capitalism. Look it up. Know what fascism is. Yeah, take it from somebody who has an economics degree. Companies that have emissions, you know, they are going to be subject to uh, border adjustment tariffs or taxes. Uh, you also have to think about companies, you know, if you're dealing with uh, severe weather events, that's got to be factored in. Is the company ensuring that? Are they becoming more resilient? So the attacks are kind of illogical because climate does affect the economy, which does affect investments. The idea that we still need oil and natural gas is also, you know, fairly clear. What? We need oil. We're going back to coal, baby. Uh, it's going to be a long, dark winter. People can't do it. Oh, but may, oh, I'm going to get to this in the next segment. you got to see what Germany's doing in the midst. And by the way, that was an inside job. Inside job. The Nord, uh, the, the, the Nord pipe, too, was blown up from the inside. I'll get to that in a moment. We're not going to drain all the money away from those sectors. That's how people get to work today. It's how people avoid freezing to death in the winter. Uh, and... You know, people did get a little optimistic about how quickly the transition could be done. Now, without uh, the Russian natural gas being available in Europe, uh, you know, we're it's a setback. You know, we need to find not well, it's a setback for you. It's literally criminal. People are going to be dying and freezing to death. They cannot afford to pay for heating oil. They're not even going to be able to get up out of their beds because there's no way for them to heat. Yeah, it's a slight setback. Uh, poor people are going to be mildly impacted. Uh, hopefully the temperatures don't get that cold. On Russian hydrocarbon sources to substitute for those. So there's cold plants running and a uh, variety of things uh, because, you know, keeping, you know, people warm, uh, yeah. keeping those economies yeah. in decent shape yeah. uh, is a priority. Now, on the other uh, hand, whew. it's good for the long run because... I mean, you, you already constricted the entire world by uh, getting the patent for COVID. And then, you know, we all had to get vaxxed and masks and everything else. So you guys could all make your money and control the world. And, you know, we know that you're a uh, <sighs> Rothschild. Uh, people won't want to be dependent on Russian natural gas. Uh, so uh, they'll move to these new approaches more uh, rapidly. We, and you talk about not. companies protecting themselves. What do you think about the Fed's stress test? So there's the inducement. 
they love this because they're going to force people to adopt green new energy. They see the war and everything else as a reason to do that. Back in three. Thanks for listening. greatest bands of all time truly uh new wave slash punk you know aussie punk and then uh little funk there with uh, in excess they were actually named by midnight oil and uh that album kick released on this day way back in uh, 1987 and michael hutchins taking his uh, own life on november 22nd 10 years later, uh, also the very same day that uh, John F. Kennedy, as you know, died. I recently went to Dallas, saw the place and Daily Plaza and uh, all of that. Uh, incidentally, Murder Mike just texted in. He said, hey, CBS News just put this out. JFK assassination records to be unsealed on December 15th this year. Where have I heard that before? This is a Pruder tape. So I actually am going to do something on November the 22nd of this year. God willing, you know, who knows? Just to let you know, I'm not suicidal. So in the event that, um, you know, they yeah, hang, have me hanging behind the door, I did not do that. Just to let you know, uh, a lot of conspiracy theories. Anthony Bourdain, one of the favorite uh, uh, conspiracies on that. Uh, a little bit weird, but uh, I will, of course, uh, touch upon that as uh, Clyde Lewis has done, who I share a birthday with. Back, back in 1953, Ray Bradbury novel, Fahrenheit 451, set in the dystopian future where books are banned and burned by the government, was first published by Ballantine Books back in 1953. Read it, know it, learn it, love it. Remember uh, Bill Murray? Apparently he's taking on a lot of flack uh, lately. But I digress a little bit too much. Let's get to more of what Bill Gates is talking about and what Justin Trudeau. And remember when I told you about the G7, when you were learning about this, and I said they're going after every one of these guys. They went after Boris Johnson. They went after the Italian premier. And then they brought in Maloney, Good job, Italy. I knew you'd get it right. And then trust came in after they got rid of Boris Johnson. And the G7, if you look at every single person, Biden, Trudeau, Macron, right? Uh, Macron, if you fire on France, we will not fire back Putin. Uh, it, apparently, they're not going to fire back. And that's fine. Well, you shouldn't be starting that war anyway. It's really the G7 in the West that's starting, NATO that's starting that war. And uh, I'm... Uh, I got to let you know, we're getting what we uh, pay for there, which is a whole lot of nothing and a whole lot of corruption. But they're cheering on the Ukrainian war because it's helping them bring in the new agenda. You think I'm lying about this? Well, Justin Trudeau just celebrated it. Yeah, we love Ukraine. Hey, 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 everybody. Remember old blackface? Yeah, uh, Justin Trudeau. Go look up blackface and Justin Trudeau. Far-left Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau told the audience at a climate change event 
just yesterday that he believed the escalation of the Russian invasion of Ukraine was accelerating the energy transition. Hey, we, we need more war. Uh, we got to make sure that uh, things cost more so that you don't have a choice. We can force you to do things because the war, uh, be, because war, because Zelensky. Trudeau asserted that Europe's heavy reliance on Russian oil and natural gas clearly endangered the continent and positions countries like Canada with its own abundant natural resources to usurp the dominance that tyrannies like Russia and China, oh, so tyrannical, have taken in both fossil fuels and industries such as rare earth metals used for many of the products necessary for the green economy. Necessary. See, we're supposed to adopt the green economy, don't you know? After the Ukraine war became a popular conversation topic in February, Trudeau became one of Zelensky's most vocal supporters, even visiting the Ukraine himself. Remember, uh, they're always running. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, Canadians are always sorry about everything. They're a sorry lot, folks. That's not racist. I'm just saying they generally just don't join in. They're, they're always behind us, the Maple Leafs. Elsewhere in the climate conversation Tuesday, held at the Canadian Climate Institute, Trudeau insisted that the idea that climate change is both real and a matter to be dealt with through heavy-handed government intervention was no longer a political debate. You don't have a choice. In fact, you should just do it because the government tells you to. Right? You do what we tell you to. In Canada, and lamented that climate believers spent a quote-unquote lot of time talking about the challenge of fighting climate change without highlighting the opportunities that come along with this. Folks, this is where your world governments are all leading you to. This is why your votes count, or, or do they? You guys got to make sure that the voting machine works. And you got to make sure that you're voting in the right uh, types of people, right? You know, people that are for freedom and liberty and markets and limited government and making sure that it's a hands-off approach and people have the right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We don't have that anymore, or pursuit of property. We're, there's not going to be any property if Agenda 2030 gets implemented, right? Because you will own nothing and you will love it. You'll be happy. So what do we know about the Nord Stream 2? It blew up. Randomly, I don't know, there's some weird accident and bubbling pool, oil that is, yet never getting there. Yeah. Beverly Hillbills would be like, who blew up that damn, that, that damn pipe out there? <laughs> it's not just going to blow, just not going to blow itself up. Jed Clampett even knows it's the Western, who, qui bono, who benefits? The Western powers benefit. Western governments, Western businesses, they all benefit. We'll get rid of Nord Stream 1 and 2. We'll bring it in, right? Clash. That's exactly what they want. The World Economic Forum. We'll just bring in new companies. We won't give it to the Russians. So Germany, being bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and completely stupid, from their immigration policies to their woke energy policies, now wants to go ahead and charge all of their vehicles. They're, they're pushing forth, ladies and gentlemen, with the charging of their vehicles. They're doing what California's doing. Germany to massively expand the electric car charging network. That, that makes a lot of sense. It wants to expand the country's charging network for electric cars. It plans to spend 6.3 billion euros, which is about 6.17 billion, because it's all the same now. Remember, it used to be 1.2 to 1, and now it's just 1-1. One, one. Over the next three years, that it expects more and more drivers to turn from combustion cars to more climate-friendly electric vehicles. Now, let me tell you, that's going to be a luxury. 
German performance BMW. On Wednesday, the country's transportation minister presented a master plan for improving the charging infrastructure passed by Chancellor Olaf Scholz's cabinet. To boost the number of charging points, the government will provide real estate, especially along highways where the new charging points can be built. Yes. Uh, how long does it take to charge your Tesla? Uh, about 10 hours. Or if it's a supercharge, we can get it done in two hours. Private owners of electric cars will be offered subsidized plan. There you go. The government telling you what to do through. Sub it must be a good idea, Jan. I think it's a good idea. The government's going to give us money. They're going to give us a tax break. So this must be a good idea. We don't have a choice. It's a tax break. Don't you know? Anything that's a tax break must be a good thing. To install solar energy panels at their homes to charge their vehicles overnight. <laughs> Does anybody know anything about solar energy panels, what it takes to manufacture, how big the impact is, the environmental impact? What are we doing? Well, if you're German, you'll, you'll see what they did uh, about 80 years ago. And uh, not, not a smart lot overall. Uh, let's just face it. Now, so an entire country gets duped once again. History repeats itself. Well, here's what they are doing. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has ordered the country's three remaining nuclear power stations to keep operating until mid-April as the energy crisis sparked by Russia's invasions of Ukraine hurts the economy. No, it's not that, you idiots. It's the fact that you guys blew up the pipe. Nord Stream 2 was blown up by the Western powers, if you will. His order overruled the Greens in the coalition who wanted two plants kept on standby. Nuclear power... Anybody guess? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller, anybody guess how much nuclear energy it provides the overall power for the country of Germany? 6%. They have a serious issue in Europe overall. Amongst the 27 EU members, they're not going to be able to go ahead and generate enough power for the entire EU. There is going to be cataclysmic things that are going to be happening over the next six months. The world is changing right underneath our feet and over that ocean. Nuclear power providing only 6%. The decision to phase out was taken by former Chancellor Angela Merkel. When? Because of what happened in Japan, the Fukushima nuclear disaster in 2011. After relying so heavily on Russian gas, Germany is now scrambling to maintain sufficient reserves for the winter. Last year, Germany got 55% of its gas from Russia. But now it's only 35% and it's rapidly declining. The Social Democrat Chancellor also called for ministries to present an ambitious law to boost energy and efficiency and to put a law to phase out of coal by 2030. Hence, Agenda 2030. Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. Thanks for listening. Look at him go, look at him kick, 
25, 35, 50, 100,000. I'm like, whoa, uh, this is really something. Uh, people are trying to unload on their uh, second and third and fourth and, you know, fifth homes. Well, um, <clears throat> not a, um, I'm not a purveyor of this guy. I'm not even going to say his name because it's, it's on the other station. Um, but he does have a woman who is a real estate practitioner. That's what we call them. Uh, we have Artigo and Tracy who are real estate experts and have been doing so for nearly 10 years here on this radio station. Real estate broker. I don't believe we'll see a real estate crash in the economy. Let's take a listen. Next question for you. You know, I, I, follow, I love real estate. I love investing in real estate. I'm, I'm, a, I'm just obsessed with it. A friend of mine right. in the business said, listen, it's different now than it was in 2008, 2009. One, uh, loan standards were tightened up. And second, a lot of people just bought their homes in cash and have a ton of equity in it. So there's really no reason for them to sell at all. I mean, they're just like you said, they're just going to hang around. There's not a lot of these ninja loans around anymore. So there might be a small correction, but he doesn't think there's going to be a crash. Your thoughts on that? So Dan says something that's really poignant and it's important. There's a lot of cash buyers. Okay. And if you weren't a cash buyer, then you were a low interest rate buyer. Okay. Those, they, they get to sit on their homes. And they get to not move around. And, and that is good. That provides a good, stable base, right? Because you don't see a, a majority of people with these funny loans or ninja loans, as uh, Dan called them. Then. What, what were those overstated income loans that we had back in the last crash in 2008? Now, I'm also of the same opinion. You're not going to see the prices go down because people are working from their homes. They're actually... Uh, turning their um, <laughs> their homes into a Swiss army knife, if you will, right? They're using them for a multitude of uses. It's not just for that. And uh, if anything, you're going to see a real estate crash when it comes to the commercial real estate industry. That's going to be something that is definitely going to happen. But now you're going to see something different is you're going to see a conversion. So Walt Arnold has talked about that here on our radio station, where we have office converting into homes, into condo conversions. And apartments going to be turning into condo conversions. So maybe not as much. And then you're going to start to see rents that are starting to already come down, which is the first time that that's happened in five, six years. Uh, City of Albuquerque, no reason to have your stupid little meeting. I'm glad you guys voted it down. And Finkelborn, you're an idiot. You don't know the first thing. Uh, Feeblecorn? What? Finkelborn? I don't know. Whatever it is. Um, you know, look at my buddy. He's just said, yeah, they went down another one in the ratings. You were killing them. I, I know. Okay. And even though we're only on the AM side of the dial, they're going to come after me. You can make fun of me and do that. But anyway, that's on the side. You have to understand the fundamentals have been completely changed into 180 degrees. 180 is what the home market has done because they tried to avoid this. And here's the other thing that's really important on the real estate side, but you should pay attention to what I'm saying. So, there was a uh, community in Las Vegas that I was really interested in. It was called Inspirata, okay? And it was sort of on the periphery of Las Vegas. And there was a company that I didn't know much about at the time that I got to know a lot about because I would follow their stocks at the very same time. I'll follow everything else. And they got hurt, but they were the first to get hurt. And the company is called Toll Brothers, okay? And you saw a lot of Dell Web communities and various other communities that are out there. And what happened is they stopped speculating on land. They didn't run relays any longer. At, at some time, they, they caught themselves first. And so what they didn't go is they didn't try to like find these communities that were like where they could roll out 150, 250 houses. What they started doing is like they have those almost um, boutique setups, if you will, boutique neighborhoods. 
And Inspirata happened to be one of them. It's actually one of the last places that they acquired during that. And, and, it, and it insulated them because they knew that there was a finite number of people who could actually pay and they'd be willing to pay more for the quality because everybody else around that particular area wasn't going to be out their house. So that's important. So now let's listen to the real estate practitioner. Give her us two cents on what's going to happen in the market. This is actually someone who's transacting business in the real estate community. And that's the person that you need to listen to. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I do believe that there's going to be more of a balance in the market, but there's not going to be a crash just because the environment is completely different. First, as you mentioned, the lending standards are very different. Back then, they were giving money to anybody with a pulse. And it wasn't normal. I've been in the industry now for 20 years, so I've seen the ups and downs. And that market was very different than what you have now because people have a lot of equity in their homes. And let's not forget that Americans have built a lot of their generational wealth through home ownership. And they have a lot of equity. They're sitting on a lot of equity. So I don't think that sellers are going to get desperate. It's just not the environment for that. You know, with that said, we need more supply into the market. And uh, but I think that there's just going to be really low growth. And I believe that inflation is going to continue, unfortunately, for the American people, because it's a big concern, inflation. So we don't need more supply. So here's the here's I'm going to answer this uh, this question for Christina, because there are going to be people who are going to unload their homes at this particular point because they bought too much and one of the things that we do know is that people have an unbelievable amount of credit. They have a, an unbelievable amount of debt right now, and it's not going to get taken care of. And one of the first places that they're going to go is they're going to try and tap into what they can sell. Unfortunately, the time on market is no longer going to be 10 to 15 days. You know, it's going to be 10 to 15 weeks minimally. So just gear your expectations. We'll talk more about mortgage rates. And the housing market and what the experts say with regard to whether or not there's going to be a crash. There will not be one, in my opinion. But, uh, hey, I guess. here in the Kiva, little in excess, celebrating the, what, uh, 35th anniversary of the release of Kick. Yeah, we're getting old, folks. But, uh, Michael Hutchins there, uh, dying 25 uh, years ago, as I mentioned before. And we're talking about the housing market. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, open up the phone lines uh, for the 6 o'clock hour because that's what we do. We'll take your phone calls. We had Dave and Dave on yesterday. That was double D, right? Uh, and then I brought on Rain Man afterwards. That was actually pretty funny. Uh, I was laughing my you-know-what off. Six in the ratings, so Fat Man and the Fish can't do it for them. Uh, nope, they can't. They'll bring somebody else on, and even though I'm only on AIM, they'll continue to do the very same things. Uh, you know, it was um, really sad because I, I did bring up uh, Jim Villanucci, and, you know, Jim has been fighting uh, you know a lot of things, but I will tell you one thing about Jim is he was pretty brilliant, and he was great on the radio when he was on the radio, and he was always number one, and everybody listened to him, and you know, for all the things I've done in a competitive spirit to kind of reduce them uh, to nothing, I will say this, uh, that things over there have not been as good since that man 
the worst thing they could have done is gotten rid of them. But I managed to get that done uh, because that's what I do. You got a little bit of magic uh, here. Okay, so mortgage rates, 20-year high, okay? A 30-year fixed mortgage rate has reached a 20-year high. 6.94% week-ending October 14th, the highest since 2002. Okay, so before we all... Oh my God, it's so expensive. It's not that expensive. My first mortgage that I ever had was 7.25% from Countrywide. Right? Remember Countrywide? I was like, whoa, 7.25, that, that's good, that's right. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm here, uh, my friends are getting like an eight, eight and a half, okay? That is pretty, pretty good, okay? Historically speaking, so mortgage applications have decreased, but not much. 4.5%. People are still buying homes. And here's the thing about a, a home buyer. Home buyers are generally older, right? They're generally older. So they're going to be in their mid to late 30s or early 40s, you know, picking up their third or fourth home by about that time, you know, historically speaking. So here we are. Residential housing activity from housing starts to home sales have been downward trend coinciding with the rise in rates. So there's a nice, nice pattern of controlled downward at the same time as controlled upward, which means that there's not jostling going on in the market, some sort of finagling or spikes one way or the other. Okay. So before we set in for a panic, understand that business is still getting transacted. That's important. Okay. Here's the other thing that you have to also understand. Overall, when it comes to the housing and the real estate industry, it is vital. It's not something that you can say, oh, well, yeah, real estate, if it goes down, no big deal. No, there's so many people invested in real estate. Home ownership is roughly right around 66, 67%, right? About the same as the labor participation rate. And generally people who work, you know, they, they, they own a home, okay? So that's gonna stay pretty congruent. They're gonna stay together. Uh, they're gonna stay fluid. There's not gonna be a break in that, all right? In the commercial real estate industry, there will be. But that will bring opportunity for other people. Plus, there's going to be sort of a revisiting of various properties. Properties age. Great way to make those properties age a little bit better. Put some new, uh, you know, put a fresh coat of paint on it and, uh, you know, spruce it up. It, you know, by that we mean change it up. Do something new. Revitalize the project. Turn it into live work or turn it into, I don't know, uh, a mixed use environment or turn it into, you know, one of the things that's been happening in the industrial sector on the commercial real estate side is you've had breweries and buds, that's uh, cannabis, and all the various, and people have gravitated for that. So you've seen people who had industrial space and it's been very, very lucrative for them, very expensive because of the rates. Those people who are unloading them now are probably going to be unloading them at a market price that is reasonable, both for the buyer and the seller. That's good. And there's a good connect there. So I don't mean to be diminutive, but I do know a hell of a lot about real estate. And I do know how to talk about the psychological impact of real estate because it is the biggest purchase that you'll ever make. And, you know, you can't just walk in, well, I need, a, I really need this commission. No, you got to go with seasoned professionals. You won't find any more seasoned than the ones that we have on a radio station who pay for you to listen to this programming every single day from Hannity to, to, to back to, to Clay and Buck. And, 
what I can say about Clay, uh, excuse me, about uh, Tigo and Tracy. I was going to say Clay and Buck. <laughs> that's, that's a great name for a real estate company too. Uh, Tigo and Tracy, a great name, uh, good reputation, and have transacted more transactions than anybody else in the market over the last five years and probably longer than that. And they're very humble. They don't toot their own horn, but they've got real estate expertise. And that's important and critical because you need to understand that we are a non-disclosure state. They're going to have transactions and ways of working to understand where the market currently is. This Johnny come lately, I just got my real estate license. Why? I'm going to have my nephew uh, decide to go ahead and market my property. No, stop. This is a serious investment. Understand that. All right. So now that we have established that this isn't going anywhere and things are fine and we can all take a deep breath, okay, we got to talk about the housing market and all these naysayers who are going to say the market's going to crash. Well, Forbes pushed this out, and I happen to think that this is actually straight up correct and nails it, okay? Now, there's going to be little panics here and there. There's going to be spikes and little regional spikes. Oh, I heard what's happening in Boise. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe what's happening in Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix is fine. Trust me, folks, okay? I know. Will the market stay hot? It will. What does that mean? Millennial demand for housing is up. The Gen Z is right behind. And what do they want to do? They want to own homes. Plus, they have sort of new ways of owning homes, right? They Venmo or what is it? VRBO, whatever they do. They rent it out and they, they do that. And they still like to travel and they know how to go ahead and finagle that. And they're constantly on top of everything. Home buying generation. Percent of 2021 buyers. Gen Xers, 41 to 55. One in four transacting there. Older millennials, 31 to 40. 25% there. And here you go. The new millennials, they're, it's a pretty healthy, if you're under the age of 30, you're looking at one in seven buying. That's pretty darn good, okay? Supply can't keep up with demand. We know that. And that's because the home makers, right? The Toll Brothers, all the rest of those, the people who are manufacturing and putting together these homes. I shouldn't say manufacturing. They, they don't like that. They, we don't manufacture homes. We build them. You earn it, right? Uh, Bowers, uh, right now, are looking, uh, let me get back to the other point here from the Forbes advisor article. Supply can't keep up their demand. They're not going to roll up that much. They're going to roll up what they can actually is going to be healthy. Well, we're only going to grow this with quality control. Borrowers are less likely to fault on the mortgage. You already heard why that's happening. And that happens because people got very good interest rates. And plus a lot of people bought cash, cash. That was what was happening. You're getting all that cheese. You might as well do something with it. All right. We've had a 14 year run, folks. It's been good. Sayonara. Yeah. Enjoy the next date. Warning signs that could dampen the housing market, according to Forbes. Russia's war in the Ukraine won't help the economy. <laughs> Nonsense. Propaganda. Don't even worry about it. Nobody cares about that war. Nobody cares. Nobody can locate the Ukraine. Okay. I don't mean to sound insensitive or callous, but we've already given those folks more than $100 billion. It's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, according to this, what home buyers should do, faced with tough choices, well, seek counseling. And for that, I would uh, urge you to call, call 505-448-8888, Tigo and Tracy Venturi on that. And that's what you need. That's about all I can say when it comes to the real estate. So uh, there you go. Eddie, best thing I did was refine my mortgage just before all this crazy pandemic garbage. I'm just under 3%. Oh, my gosh. That's free money. <laughs> Look at you, Duke. I am just under 3%. At the time, I thought about selling to take advantage of equity, but I'm glad I didn't. There you go. What do we know about pigs? They get slaughtered. Don't take. Uh, Eddie, thanks for your encouragement on the governor race. Oh, absolutely. I don't know who I'm uh, encouraging here, but uh, it looks like everybody. Oh, 
Somebody who sent me Lori Robertson, uh, Renee Grout stuff. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are feeling positive. You should feel positive because we're going to win this. Okay. Uh, my first mortgage in 1989 was 10.5 percent with a 760 credit score. That's like the craziest credit scores too. Like like that, you don't even hear about that. Like, I've got a 720. I think you can get an 800 credit score. Yeah, I know that that's uh, that's out there in the edge of the universe, uh, a part of the universe that's still expanding somewhere that most of us will never get to. Those are people who literally watch it and they, they pay it at the hour that will get the maximum impact. There's literally, have you ever met a person like that? I have, I've known one uh, very well in, they could do all that. And I don't really care to me. The difference between uh, 600, six hundred six six fifty seven hundred seven fifty 600, 750 is really just a couple of percentage points. Hour three, you and me here in the Kiva AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday. The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque. Talk at EM1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Pat Simmons of the Dewey Brothers, 74 years old. And one of the great songs, really, truly. I mean, you hear that, it just puts you into a different place. I think that's part of the Yacht Rock connect uh, collection, right? The Yacht Rock. Uh, gotta love that. Don't forget, folks, you can uh, watch me at Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV if you like. Uh, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And uh, you can at me at uh, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, as well as rockoftalk.chat and rockoftalk.news. I put out all of the notes. you got everything. You can just run with this and uh, share it. In fact, a uh, little challenge for all of you guys today, share it with one other person. Go to rockoftalk.news or rockoftalk.chat. Just hit forward and uh, you'll get that newsletter and uh, it goes straight out with everything. I put a lot of thought and care into it, and I think it's uh, way, way improved, and it coordinates nicely with the uh, show as well, and you get everything top to bottom so that you can help figure it out, share it at the water cooler, 
you don't have time to go ahead and take notes and figure things out or did you get this article or did you you're going to go do research don't you don't have time for research i'm doing all the research and putting everything together and it's fully integrated so that you know what is going on from every single thing and just a quick review of the um, daily fives uh, top to bottom, I put in a new edition. I think for many of you guys who know what I'm all going through and how I'm dealing with stuff um, for things that I have done to myself. And, you know, I had to talk to my kids about what had happened. And that's a hard conversation to have with a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old about, you know, hey, and just in case you hear, you know, from other anybody else, um, you heard it from me first. And, you know, that's just part of just doing the right thing. And I'm too old to be going through these types of things, but at the very same time, you're never old enough. Anybody can make mistakes, but uh, that was a big one. And, um, you know, I will pay for that. And I know that I will. Uh, I also put there at the very bottom, today's chronological reading of the Bible in a year. So I put today's five starting points. You can get everything from our radio station to where it's located uh, to uh, the date, which connects directly to a timeline of where we are in the world. Then you've got where we are sort of in the universe. Uh, really, if you go and you click on, you can see the moon, like which moons are, uh, excuse me, uh, which planets are up, you know, Mars and Jupiter and Saturn and all that. That stuff really, believe it or not, it actually does kind of impact me, even though I'm, you know, Christian and everything. I mean, it does really sort of have a pull on me. And then you have the Kiva weather station, which is all the weather directly here. And then I put there at the bottom uh, as you launch before you have to, Look at the likes of Hillary Clinton. You might as well just go ahead and read the chronological reading from the Bible uh, for the year. Today, five moments in history. You've got your five moments in TV and music. Five noteworthy birthdays, which includes Vanderberger. Well, no, we didn't chew his ear off. Um, <laughs> I feel bad about that. I met Mike Tyson. Uh, he's a very intimidating guy, especially with his entourage. Uh, retired boxer Evander Holyfield is 60 years young today. Also, John Lithgow, 77. You might remember him from, I don't know, Harry and the Hendersons or how as I remember him, uh, The World According to Garp. Does anybody remember? Does anybody even know what that movie is? I know I do. Um, former Republican National Committee chairman, a man I hate, Michael Steele, 64. He is, uh, he is, he is an, a Republican. He is the most anti Republican, Republican I've ever seen. John Favreau, you might remember him from Swingers, uh, also Iron Man. He's the uh, uh, big-bodied uh, security guard, a funny guy, very affable, very likable, great filmmaker as well. He's 56 and another uh, great uh, filmmaker of sorts. South Park's co-creator, Trey Parker, 53. Entertainment birthdays, including uh, one Chris Kattan, 52. Pat Simmons, as I mentioned, of the Doobie Brothers is 74. You also get the five videos for conservatives, five articles for conservatives. Literally, just share them straight away. This is stuff. And again, vertically integrated. So you get, you know, audio, visual, you know, you got all the stuff top to bottom. And your five links texted to, I mean, how is that for show prep? It's all right there. So you have it and it's out in front of you so you can follow along. And I hope that you're clicking on subscribing to some things, especially like Daily Caller. I think that's a, a money well spent. I just, I just do. I think Daily Caller is a fantastic investment uh, for the year. You get everything. You get audio and video. And if you have something that you run across and you want to share, well, that just ends up right on my text message, as many of the texts that are coming in uh, right right now. <laughs> the good text. Well, you guys can text them into the five line. I've got the best phone number there is, the five line, 505-550-5500. That's the five line. Just text in whatever links you have. Um I got a curious one, which I'm going to share uh, sort of to wrap uh, the next segment. I'm going to move pretty quickly through the next uh, three segments. I will get through everything, even if I have to run into 
a little bit of uh, Bill O'Reilly. Today's five regional wire news briefs. You've got the regional, and not, there's not enough in New Mexico going on, believe it or not. Uh, you got Joe licking an ice cream cone in five U.S. wire news briefs. You've got your five global news wire briefs. And then, of course, your five questions for the day. I made them shorter and more concise so that you can answer them a little bit more quickly without them being too, uh, too much preamble, as we say. Uh, so will inflation continue at this pace for how long and why? Yes, it will for at least a year and a half. And uh, you will see it slowly dwindling. You're going to start seeing it up and they're going to get another ratchet up of interest rates. going to go up another point uh, here at the uh, three quarters to another point uh, at the beginning of next month. Will energy be more or less expensive at this time next year? Definitely more expensive. No doubt about it. Uh, we'll be finding new excuses. But the Republicans, once they take the House, will find a way to go ahead and very, very quickly move the markets instead of moving the business to create more money to print it and, uh, you know, hang the noose of debt around our children's necks. They aren't going to go ahead and, and do that. So it'll be more expensive next year. But 2024 will look better because they're going to use the House to take back the executive. And that's going to be important. I have faith. I have trust. Will your home be worth more or less at this time next year? Uh, it's not going to be worth as less as you think that it might based upon all the things that your neighbors are probably saying to you. No, I don't think your neighbors are trying to scare you. In fact, I think that's your best protection. Your neighbors, your neighborhood, um, the people who are all deciding to stay invested in their homes. And, uh, well, I'm going to start off this next segment because there's a hell of a lot of Trump hate. And the biggest thing that I'm worried is that are we going to give them a pound of flat? And this is why you guys had to get behind Donald Trump. Okay. You had to get behind Donald Trump because now we got to go and do the work all over again to get this back. They have impaled our economy. They've impaled our country. Who will go to prison first, Trump, Hunter, or Fauci? Well, if you want to go ahead and answer that one. And finally, the last question to wrap the show, how long will before the first transgender surgery happens in New Mexico? Zoinks! Yeah, just in case you uh, didn't hear that right, the first transgender surgery happens in New Mexico. When will that be? Back after a quick break here in the Kiva. That is a great band, by the way. Uh, you got to kind of know them, but you can't tell. You can't place uh, when that music actually came out. Carl Wallinger of World Party is 65 years of age. That song uh, coming back, uh, I don't know, coming out in the uh, early 90s. Uh, World Party used to love them uh, back in the day. All right. So a lot of Trump hate out there. I said, well, who's going to prison first? Fauci, Trump or uh, Hunter? Uh, you know, I wish Joe Biden. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Like, what are you going to do? You, you, if you put handcuffs on the guy, you're going to break his wrist. I mean, I know. I just felt the handcuffs uh, lately. It was like, whoa, man, they, they put those suckers on, and yeah, that's uh, it's out there. All right, so you got to listen to just how out in left field these people are, okay? And to hear this is is startling, 
Okay. Because, you know, just like they hate Trump, they, they hate Kanye, Kanye getting, he's like the new Trump. He's getting banned everywhere. Um, you know, George Floyd's family is going after him. I mean, it, it's crazy. And, you know, to put this idea about, you know, it, it's fun. I've seen this new commercial, like the Trump supporters are a bunch of rednecks. We're coming after you. Like, how long are you going to play that part? Why is that necessary? Why can't you just engage us on the issues instead of your perception? Because you guys are all sophisticated. You get, you're so well done. You're so well kept. And you have these beliefs and you have these really, really hollow shells. I mean, we know that you're all just like beta males that love to dress in, you know, little you know, furry costumes and, and are to do, do weird things with your wives. Like we know who you are. Come on. We, we, you're smoking pot all night, doing your things. Like we know who you are. Come on your proclivity for weirdness, you know, we don't care. Like, okay, whatever, whatever floats your boat, man. What do we care? We're not interested. We're just interested in freedom and whatever happens behind your bedroom doors. What do we care? We don't, I'm not not interested. No, thank you. But you're very interested in what we're doing all the time. The invasion of privacy and the virtue signaling is, is consistent. And then you have some comments that are, uh, there's, there's, there's two different types of ad hominem. There's the ad hominem where you're just attacking the person. You know they did something. Like if I got attacked and you want to change your Facebook profile to my mugshot, whatever. Like that. that's one form of ad hominem. The other form of ad hominem is like this group ad hominem where you just characterize this blanket uh, full of people. You blanket, uh, you know, characterize an entire group of people that they're all just like that. That's a form of racism. The very racism that you're advocating against. And you say that we're doing them like, I know plenty of black and Asian and white and Hispanic Trump supporters. Like it's not like they're, you know, from the South or anything like that. Like you got to get away from that. And it just makes you stupid because you're all wearing the same blazer. You're, you're basically, you're wearing all Catholic, you know, uniforms looking good. And, and, and you have your, your CVs in front of you and what you've done and where you've traveled and where you've been in your latest experiences. And, you know, you hide behind the, your cuisine and all like, who cares? That's what you enjoy. You don't need to show it off as sort of this, uh, you know, ostentatious display of, uh, you know, how amazing and sophisticated you are. No, we just don't care. So don't take shots at us. We don't need to take shots at you. If that's what you're in, you're into the crazy new yuppie dumb and woke ideologies and, 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 and hitting on us. And there they are. You see the panel, you've got the black newscaster who's not that black right? She's sort of quasi black, right? And it's all set up with the white guy and the, the blue suit with the button down collar, but he's very woke. Very, he's, he's excessively woke. And we know that he's a beta male who dresses, as I told you, in probably weird stuff. And then you got the, uh, the guy with the five o'clock shadow and he looks like he's, you know, European. And then you got the, um, the black woman with long braids and she's like, they, they've covered the gamut. We understand that you're everywhere. We understand that you represent everything and you, you'll never really have Hispanics until, whoa, I guess we see one here. And even the Hispanic jumps in and he gives his little version of what they think we are as Trump supporters. Take a listen to this. This is what they're spewing. Is it any reason that they're so crazy? 
Fernan, I, I want to ask you because you poll a lot of people uh, in Florida um, and you've been a long time resident of Florida. This is your home. Um, it's frightening to when, when you think about um, some of the the neo-Nazi groups, uh, the Oath Keepers, <laughs> etc. Um, something interesting uh, that, that I found. Wow. Just come right out and say, just swing for the fences. The neo-Nazi group. Uh, no, uh, you are the National Socialist. We are not. Just listen. Uh, you, you, she she sort of glides over it very quickly. New Mexico Civil Guard is basically what she's saying, right? The Oath Keepers. Keepers, et cetera. Um, something the neo-Nazi groups, uh, the Oath Keepers, et cetera. Um, like just, just lump them all in. Like, if you're that sophisticated and that smart and knowledgeable about that, you would actually engage it. You would just make these blanket statements. But uh, Hernan or Fernan or whatever your name is, he's going to come behind and he's going to talk about Florida because they're going after DeSantis. Interesting uh, that that I found is um, the FBI email who was sympathetic to the group that stormed the Capitol. A sizable percentage of the employee population that felt um, sympathetic to, uh, to to some of the rioters. Um, a, a lot of these folks came from Florida and, and they overlap with law enforcement. Oh, you know, January 6th is all about just a, a Florida invaded Washington, D.C. That's what people hear. Do you, do you hear that? Donald Trump and DeSantis and all their followers, they, they came out from Redneckville, Florida, man, came up to Washington, D.C. to take back the Capitol. Your experience down there with confronting these things. That was uh, 40, 41 seconds of setup and preamble because Fernand will only repeat everything in a very hard-hitting tone, in a very Latin tone. Tiffany, my experience echoes exactly what Frank Figluzzi said. If we're all honest with one another, we have to recognize that Florida is not just a radicalized state with leadership that not only seems to be hostile to the rule of law. There it is. And rule, to, um, rule of law, uh, hostile. If we're, if we're being honest with ourselves, well, you're the only ones that are never honest with yourself. So in democracy, I think you can go ahead and say right now, Florida is the MAGA Republican capital of the Confederacy. The new <laughs> Look at the setups. Uh, this falls flat, just so you know. Um, they're just telling themselves stories, uh, you know, playing in their own little sandbox. And this is what it sounds like. Confederacy, where all of these folks are based out of. It's no accident, as you heard Frank Fugluzzi list, all of the folks that were part of the MAGA Republican movement consider this safe territory. Uh, do you think they were wishing that all of Florida was destroyed during this time? Oh, yeah, we heard it. Remember the view? Remember all those? I mean, this is what happens when you believe what you believe. Like, they're literally wishing. See, God knows. Karma. Whatever they want. To, the universe. Donald Trump and the Trump administration in exile. His handpicked protege, Ron DeSantis. and His handpicked protege. That's really reaching now. Given that uh, DeSantis and Trump are supposedly hate each other. and it, No, his, my handpicked. I'm picking Ron DeSantis run against me in 2024. Like, they just... Just making it up while they go along. All of those extremist groups. When you add to that the fact, Tiffany, that in this state you also have a disinformation problem. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, Alex Jones? Uh, were we talking about that? Uh, no, you're the disinformation. This is dishonest journalism. Even the commentary. And they're literally on over the hanging over part. And you can see it at rockoftalk.news. Get the article. Put it right there. It's part of the video. Hate in the sunshine state. Hate in the sunshine state is what they're saying. On Spanish language radio, I heard a former FBI agent go on the radio on a regulated FCC overseen broadcast and say like that the FBI one. was planting evidence and conspiring to take down Donald Trump. Well, you have 
uh, uh, Paige and Struck. Uh, and, and have you ever heard of Paige and Struck before? <laughs> they literally planted the evidence. They literally, it's on their text messages what they're going to do. They went and bugged Donald Trump. Obama bugged Donald Trump. The FBI planted all this kind of stuff. You know that. It's not a, a it's Spanish language. And they've even got to the Latinos over here. This kind of rhetoric combined with the uh, leadership that, if anything, proactively strokes these kinds of feelings, oh. it's no surprise that you have this as the point of the spear of the new MAGA Republican Confederate <laughs> movement, which unfortunately is only leading to the inevitable, which I think will be a break with our American democracy. Oh, just a salad, salad, and more salad. I mean, just word salad of everything that he can do. It's like, like, bing, 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 bing. It's like a pinball machine going off in a liberal's mind. Oh, my gosh. All these things that he's saying, he's so right. Look at him. He looks so just, uh, like, well put together. I'm sitting there with my nose rings, my purple hair, and like, I really like them. He's he's really hating the sunshine state. Yeah, he's right. Let's go out and let's go protest. All right. But this is what happens when stupid people get a lot of money. The family of George Floyd. Okay. They hear this guy, and they hear, they get into Latinos. Getting, the family of George Floyd is uh, suing Kanye West. Okay. Kanye West might as well just be white now. You go get your bleach blast, whatever, right? Or Kanye. I'm part of Parlor now. I love, I love Kanye. Okay. He's planning to file $250 million lawsuit against Kanye West over his over his suggestion that fentanyl killed Floyd. Uh, it literally is proof that fentanyl is ultimately what killed him. It's on it's on the report, family. Oh no, it was uh, Derek Chauvin. Roxy Washington, the mother of Floyd's daughter, who's still a minor, is seeking to sue Mr. West. Now that she got $40 million and uh, uh, seven funerals for daddy. Defamation infliction of emotional distress, according to a joint taser. Oh, this really, uh, what am I going to do with all this money? Kanye's out there. You know, he, he was the blackest man on the planet, and now he's not. Uh, law firm sent a cease and desist order to Mr. West. Now, just in case you don't know that this whole thing is being set up, whether it's for Kanye, whether it's for, I don't know, DeSantis, whether it's for me, whether it's for anybody else out there. Folks, they literally categorize. They have times to sit here and just categorize what we are. Politico put out a piece that I thought was probably the most ridiculous piece. And it says, let me give you the title and we'll bring this back from break. There are 11 types of Donald Trump enablers. Which one are you? All right, good music there from Big Head Todd and the Monsters, and happy birthday to guitarist Todd Park Moore, M-O-H-R, Big Head Todd. He is 57 years of age. All right, so uh, which type of uh, Trump enabler are you? Like, they go through and they classify this. They go top to bottom from a very liberal uh, publishing rag, which is Politico. And I'm like looking at this, like, are you serious? You're going to start classifying, you know, the different types of people and how they do it. I've had more drinks where reluctant MAGA and MAGA adjacent professional Republicans spilled their guts and I would care to count. Oh, he's got the goods, does he? Oh, uh, we're all to, oh, what type of, what type of Trump Republican are you? I don't know. 
These conversations became formalized in the Trump term once I began writing for Rolling Stone as a sort of, get this, folks, this is how sophisticated they are, where they're above the fray. I start to understand, I've studied the environment of the uh, Trump supporter, the trailer parks and the um, various uh, places uh, that people, beach and camp, uh, bikers, uh, you know, anthropologists to the Trumpist for the boomer Piketty set. I don't even know what that means, but I imagine it's one of those inside liberal sophisticated, only they would understand. You know, he dropped, when he dropped that, I knew that he was one of us. Who gave me another martini? My task was somewhat akin to a National Geographic adventure journalist who embedded themselves in a remote Amazonian rainforest to report back to the mainland about the culture of previous uncontacted tribes. Just listen. Everything that I've already told you, okay, about who these people are, they're, they're above you. They're consistently condescending, which is why they're telling you to get masked and vaxxed. And I'm like, oh, those Trump supporters couldn't be smarter than us. I wish I never got back, but I, I need to wear my mask and tie my hair back. In fact, uh, one guy texted me and he was driving back from the base. I love all these people who, he says, um, he says, uh, leaving the base, guy in a convertible Porsche. <laughs> Uh, douchebag, uh, wearing a mask and a ponytail. <laughs> of course. But of course, would you like some grape upon? Um, we're, we're heading out for the weekend. We're going to go mountain biking in Moab. It's going to be fun. It'll be my fourth time. Uh, who cares? Except the tribesmen. Let me finish this because I just got to read. It's rich. He, he's literally just, you know, stewing in his own juices. Oh, I'm so smart. And I had to go visit these different MAGA types and their environment. I had to slum it out there with them. I, I even put on a Make America Great Again shirt just so I could, could, so I could go ahead and, and study them in their own environment. I mean, who talks like that about people? I'd be like, I don't care, man. You want to, you want to... I would have normally have said something else, but I can't say it now because I'm in, in, in a different environment. Uh, serves that Trump supporter right. <laughs> he would say, serves that Trump supporter right. Okay. Here's the, here's, here's the final, the, the clincher, except the tribesmen were my former colleagues. Uh, they're, they're no longer with me. I'm above them. I'm beyond them. And the reader shouldn't have required a middleman's lingua franca. Oh, what is that? A Trump supporter would never understand what a lingua franca is. That's why we can talk around them to understand their perspective because they were unknowingly standing next to them in the Whole Foods checkout line the entire time. Oh, where do we all gather? So we can all smell like patchouli and uh, have my essential oils. And I know that he loves the uh, hazy IPA. I preserve my pinos. All right, here we go. Here it is. When I dug deeper beneath the coy, unconventional wisdom, what I found were real choices made by individuals who all fell back on a few phyla. (laughs) I love this guy. Like, I don't understand anything about what he's talking about, right? I'm so stupid because I'm a Trump supporter. Ah. Of rationalization that reveal why they did what they did. They fit into different categories, some of which reflect universal human feelings. (laughs) I, I mean, it's there in front. They're telling you what they think of you. How could you respect these people, not stand up for yourself? I'm like, uh, dude, my IQ is over 140. I'll eat you for lunch. What do you want to play? How do you want me to beat you? Which way? I mean, some of the smartest people I've ever met, honestly, worst Trump supporters, believe it or not. Yeah. 
Funniest guy, one of the most intelligent guys there is, the the, the uh, Dilbert cartoon guy, uh, Scott Adams. You know, think about that. He wasn't really explicitly a Trump supporter. He had to come around and become a believer, but there, there you go. Others are unique to the creatures of Washington or the contaminated right-wing political ecosystem that disdained the mango monstrosity. He's even come up with his own ideations of how to characterize this because he wants to market and sell this. Well, I'm going to open up a t-shirt shop and mango monstrosity. Oh, I read the article. It's funny. I divide them into these buckets. Uh, now, here we go. A bucket of deplorables. But now we get uh, the buckets. Uh, he has no idea because he has no reference. I uh, probably was on deadline, had to get this out and thought he was being, you know, kind of clever. Oh my gosh. This man is so clever. <clears throat> Messiahs and junior messiahs. I guess I would fit into that, right? Someone who's a promulgator, getting out Trump's message, pushing it out. Demonizers. That would be the Alex Joneses of the world, the demonizers. We're going to separate them. Uh, LOL, nothing matters, Republicans. I don't even know what that means. These are his classifications. Like he concocted this whole thing out of nothing. Tribalist trolls. I'm assuming these would be the people who show up at every parade, do everything that they, they can to go ahead and, you know, evangelize and put the message out. I, I don't know. Tribalist trolls. I don't know. Strivers. People are taking advantage of the tax system under Donald Trump. I don't, I don't know. What, was a stri- what does a striver mean? Someone who's just trying to get it. They're only with Donald Trump because Donald Trump provides them a better economy. Well, don't we want him to provide a better economy for all? Like one of the best things is like the man didn't take a million dollars for doing his job for four years. Yeah. He took 16 bucks. Little mixes. What would that even mean? Do you see where I'm going here? Because I don't. And you know what? He doesn't, but he's talking to his like insular crowd of people at his very important posh Christmas party. Well, they're wearing just the right tennis shoes that help you know that you're in the in and in the know and you're in part of certain circles because it's all conspicuous, con- conspicuous consumption, right? Peter Principal Disprovers. I couldn't even begin to understand what that means. Nerd Revengers. I am totally as confused as you are. The inert team players. Trump, 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 Trump. The compartmentalizers, cartel cashers. All right. Since none of that means anything to anybody, he tries to redefine it. Messiah complex. The Jesus is walking among us on the crowns of apprentice thorns. People like Andy Dean or Eddie Aragon. Yeah. Kind of crazy, right? You put that out. The junior messiahs. People who told themselves that they were patriots. Demonizers were the quickest to drink the Trumpian orange jade as a chaser to liberal tears, he says. How about the nothing matters Republicans? The cadre gained steam over the years, especially amongst my former peers in the campaign set. People who were just in. People like Ben Dominic. Let's see else we got. The Strivers. Naturally, people who are... You know what? This is all stupid. But this is what they do. The Friday read, the taxonomy of the messiahs, demonizers, and tribalist trolls of Trumpland. Which one are you by Tim... Miller, dated July 1st, 2022. Just concocting something out of absolute nothing. 
when you spend that much time on your hate instead of that much time selling your policies, it tells me that you don't have anything to sell on your side. We don't have to create some sort of taxonomy of who you are because you're all evil. Seriously, you've done everything against human beings that you possibly can to take them over and tell them what to believe, what to think, because you don't have your own direction in your own life, right? But you want to sit here and justify how you're, you know, uh, an atheist or how you want to tell us that, you know, that the, the world should have no providence over you, or the religion should have no providence over you. And if it is, well, you're doing good. If you're, you're doing bad, your, your church is telling you the wrong things. We're trying to help you get vaxxed and masked and make sure that you stay home and we're keeping you safe. Why didn't you listen to us? Well, if we listened to you, we'd be dead because now we're knowing about the remdesivirine that's going on and the TV and the Hollywood and everybody telling you all these things, whether it's New York and the financial world or Washington, D.C. and the political world or whether it's the people in, in Hollywood, you know, getting up there and spewing their hate towards Kanye or, or Trump or DeSantis or anybody else who would want to go ahead and leave well enough alone and say, hey, you know what, people need more freedom. They need more opportunity. They need to look in a direction that's going to help them realize their best and highest worth themselves without any control from the state whatsoever. Disgusting. We've actually got to a point where we're sexualizing our kids, and that's where I'm going to go next. The schools, the educational system, your teachers. Oftentimes, we know better than you parents. We spend more time with them, don't you know? The teachers don't have a high opinion of parents. Let's, let's make no mistake about it. The teachers have to get their pay in a different way. They don't get paid enough, so oftentimes they take the role of, I know better than you know for your own kids. Nobody, let me tell you, but nobody knows better for your own kids than you as a parent. And if you surrender that to a teacher or an administration that wants to secularize, uh, sexualize your kid, then you can go ahead and have them a drag queen saying, my P is good, P is sweet at an all ages drag party. That woman is now going to go to jail and the attorney general of the great state of Texas is going to put her ass in jail. When we return, we're going to talk about sexualizing and uh, how they're the transgendering that's going on. And the senators, Republican senators, warning the DOJ, do not police transgender surgery speech. Back after a quick break for our last segment. When I jump so high, I touch the clouds. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. I stretch my hands out to the sky. We dance with monsters through the night. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Whoa, song is so good so good right we all love that song uh that is the american authors the lead singer there turns uh 36 years young today and uh your kid you know what if you don't like that song let me let me assure you your kids anybody under the age of 20 loves that song and uh, get to know what your kids love uh, my kids love that song just so you know it is a it's a good one so all right so we covered all that we covered all the hate 
I think it's time for a little bit of a, a break. Let's talk about, instead of hearing from the woman, that you can go ahead and look at the video on the uh, rockoftalk.news. And trust me, you want to use it. You want to share it. Um, by the way, another record month of you online listeners. Uh, uh, I really appreciate you guys all listening as much as you guys do. I want, want you to hear from somebody. Her name is Shamika Michelle. If you have not heard this, okay, if you have not heard this, you are going to be blown away. Now, she helps that you've heard her on uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, she's also on Jason Whitlock. You can find her on The Blaze as well. And this is all part of the Walk Away Convention. And there's a lot of uh, black folks getting together just saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to be characterized all as just these particular types of people, right? You know, as, you know we're, we're whatever they decide that we're going to no, they're not going to do it. Shamika is amazing. Okay. I love Shamika. This, this is probably one of the best pieces. I had to watch it three times. I loved it so much. This has got more than a million views and it's not even posted, uh, what, day, day and a half? Listen. Yes, I think that the black community does actually need strong nuclear families, but not because we're black, but because that's the natural order. Amen. And so I think it would be... I just, yeah, everything about this, every single thing about this whole thing, top to bottom, it is great. Let me let me start again so you can sort of catch up. Just so you know, she kind of comes in strong. She has a strong voice. You can hear the conviction. The delivery is there. It's just it's it's just beautiful. She's beautiful, by the way. You got to see this. So yes, I think that the black community does actually need strong nuclear families, but not because we're black, but because that's the natural order. Amen. And so I think it would be safe to say that Reese may not be a Christian because when God looked at man, he said it's not good for man to be alone. He gave him a woman. He didn't Amen. give him a village. He didn't give him the community. He said, be fruitful and multiply to this man and this woman. So it's supposed to be God, husband, wife, child. And that's the natural order. And that's why I think we can see some of the foolishness that we see in the black community because we are out of order. And we can make up all of this stuff that sounds good. I'm from a single parent home and I'm not somewhere cracked out in the street selling my body. However, that is not ideal. It would have been better for me to be in God's order to have a mother and a father to raise me. And that's just what it is. You know, the effect that it's had, we've had women for generations now saying that they don't need a man and we have boys that don't want to be one. Bars. Bars. <laughs> I'm sorry. People don't just talk like that. You don't talk like that unless you believe. You don't talk like that unless you know. You don't talk like that unless you're practiced. You don't talk like that unless you fought for something. You don't talk like that unless you have a heart, unless you have a brain, unless you have everything connected. You don't talk like that. That doesn't just come out of nowhere. You don't just practice that speech. Every single part of that, that woman is living it. And that is getting retweeted and repurposed everywhere. And I hope that you hear that loud and clear because it's, it's so beautiful. She's beautiful. Everything she says is strong, is aggressive, is firm, is direct, is unafraid, is unapologetic. Pastor Smotherman should be playing this over at uh, Legacy tonight. Pastor Smotherman should play this 
just talking about, hey, we don't care about race, but there's a problem within our race because we think that we all should be, we should be a voting block. We should be taking advantage of. We're not going to get characterized as this. We're going to speak up. We're strong. We're loud. We're proud. We come from families. We're not going to be a pl- at a place where we're going to uh, try to hide the fact that 71% of our households are single parent family households. No, we're not. But let's do this at once again. How about it? So, yes, I think that the black community does actually need strong nuclear families, but not because we're black, but because that's the natural order. Amen. And so I think it would be safe to say that Reese may not. By the way, there was an amen in there. I don't know if you heard it or not, but there's an, an amen. Be a Christian because when God looked at man, he said it's not good for man to be alone. He gave him a woman. He didn't mm-hmm. give him a village. He didn't give him the community. He said, be fruitful and multiply to this man and this woman. So it's supposed to be God, husband, wife, child. And that's the natural order. And that's why I think we can see some of the foolishness that we see in the black community because we are out of order. And we can make up all of this stuff that sounds good. I'm from a single parent home and I'm not somewhere cracked out in the street selling my body. However, that is not ideal. It would have been better for me to be in God's order to have a mother and a father to raise me. And that's just what it is. You know, the effect that it's had, we've had women for generations now saying that they don't need a man and we have boys that don't want to be one. Wow, I don't even know what else to say. I mean, just her delivery, just the exit. I mean, it's just all great. Doesn't that just feel good? It's a great way to end the show. I almost want to kind of leave it right there. You know, it's, it's that good. Um, but I got to do the news. I got to get you guys all caught up on the things of the day and wrap things up. Um, and, you know, tell you what's going on now. Senators warned the DOJ. I, I shared this from the Epic times. Um, it's, it, it, it's great. Okay. Now uh, this came out a couple of days ago. Senate Republicans are warning attorney general Merrick Garland, not to target Americans who speak against transgender surgeries on children. The ways the department did the parents protesting at school board meetings and the letter sent last Tuesday to Garland last Tuesday, not yesterday, a group of five senators said they remain concerned that he would repeat the pattern played out in previous handling on really school board protesters. In your confirmation hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee, you promised that under your watch, the Department of Justice would not be politicized or weaponized, wrote Senators Ted Cruz and Mike Lee and Ron Johnson and Roger Marshall and Marsha Blackburn. You've already broken that promise more than once. We are concerned you're poised to do it once again. Those are five champions right there. Good people. Every single one of those. Ron Johnson, please win. Marsha Blackburn, she's amazing out of Tennessee. <laughs> she's got just sort of this down home way about talking uh, to Ted Cruz. I mean, he's a fighter. You know, he's he might be annoying to some people. He's a fighter. What's happened to Mike Lee and in Utah is just ridiculous. Um, he's going to come out a winner. So that's that that's strong. On October 3rd, the American Academy of Pediatrics, American Medical Association, the Children's Hospital Association sent a letter to Garland asking the DOJ to help with quote-unquote alleged threats and harassment they face because of the gender-affirming health care they provide. From Boston to Akron, Ohio, to Nashville, to Seattle, children's hospitals, academic health systems, and physicians are being targeted and threatened to providing evidence-based health care. So I decided to go ahead and take uh, sort of a deeper look at all this, and it, it made me angry um, because I'm like, okay, well, who's actually doing these surgeries? Because I'm, I'm, I'm behind the curve on this. So I'm, I'm not ahead of this. I haven't focused on this. I haven't looked at this, but I went to the first... I said, what was the first hospital? What was the first hospital that, that uh, started doing these gender surgeries? How is this even possible? Like, I didn't even know. 
So there's a center for gender surgery and it is at childrenshospital.org and it's in Boston, Massachusetts, right? Best children's hospitals, according to U.S. News and World Report, a message from Boston. You may be aware that in some states across the country, there's a recent increase in legislation to restrict the rights of transgender and gender diverse youth. What does that even mean? And who cares? And Why are we talking about this? You wouldn't have to do this surgically. And it's unnecessary if it were okay by uh, itself. Many of these bills aim to restrict access to medical care. They don't need it and limit children's adolescents who identify as gender diverse from participation sports. Okay, so my brain identifies as one way. I got gender dysphoria. So to go ahead and make my brain line up with what I think I should have instead of what I do have, I need to go get a surgery. Where on God's green earth does that sound in any way logical or much less feasible, right? Like how does that happen, right? But logical, like why would you try to line up the top from the bottom? It's child abuse. This is literally legislated child abuse, wherever it's allowed and wherever it's executed, then it's a formal, uh, of, um, gender mutilation. Um, uh, I think akin to, if you will, just pardon me on this, but you know, any form of mutilation and I do many mean any, okay. A Boston children, we are proud to be home to the first pediatric adolescent transgender health program in the United States and gender multi-specialty service, which has cared for more than a thousand families to date. A thousand people have been put through this abuse. We're here to affirm, uplift, and advocate for transgender and gender diverse youth, and we remain committed to doing all we can to support the caring. So there's this whole write-up that you can get at rockoftalk.news. You'll see it there in that third part. And I'm like, my gosh, this is serious. These people are like really going through this. They're going through with this. All genital surgeries. They, they didn't say any surgery. They're not changing anything else. They're literally just changing the genital. All genital surgeries are only performed on patients age 18 and older. And you just heard her say, it's like, we got men that don't want to be one. Don't want to be a man. There's a form of child abuse that's taking place in people's homes. And it's happening all the time. So that's my fifth and final question uh, for the show today, which is, Exactly that. How long before the first transgender surgery happens here in New Mexico? Because once that happens, well, the floodgates are open. And everything from the Albuquerque Public School District to everything else is going to work hard to make sure that they have this fantasy that gets fulfilled. And by that, I mean this dream, this idea of something that should be happening that shouldn't be happening. It, this might be the most godless I think event that is currently happening in our society today. Let me go with me here. Give me some rope. One, it involves children. Two, it involves lining up the physical with the mental instead of the mental with the physical. Okay. Three, they're using taxpayer money slash insurance money to pay for it. And four, they're passing the legislation to get done. Now, if anybody knows what Baphomet is, I would highly recommend, especially during this very dark time of the year as we go into the darkness and the October and the, you know, sort of the, I, I really consider this, you know, the more satanic dark time, right? Last moon that happened was Hunter's moon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just, just too many 
coincidences over the last week. All right, 550-5500 if you want to go and text in. Sorry I didn't take your calls today. I had a lot to get to, but let's get through the news uh, for the day, shall we? Out of Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Listen to this. She's a Secretary of State running for governor. Says voter registration error has caused up to 6,000 voters to get a mail ballot with only federal races. Guess what, folks? That does not include her gubernatorial race. Yeah, who's checking the checker? Well, she's running. Uh, how much you bet me it comes to within 6,000 votes. We're going to go right back to this come election night. Hobbs said in a statement Tuesday that affected voters will receive the correct vote shortly. Hobbs, the Democratic candidate for governor, has staked her campaign primarily on her staunch defense of the 2020 election in the face of criticism from former President Donald Trump and his allies, which of course include one Carrie Lake, who she is running against. Out of Austin, Texas, one migrant instead, another is wounded, and at least seven others are languishing in the detention three weeks after twin brothers allegedly opened fire on them in the Texas desert claiming that they thought they were firing on wild hogs. Now, advocates for the survivors are calling for immigration authorities to release the migrants. They cite a 2021 immigration directive that specifies being a victim of a crime and the U.S. should be considered during enforcement. Out of Vegas, a judge rejected a former elected official's bid to be freed from jail pending a preliminary hearing of evidence alleging he killed a veteran Las Vegas investigative journalist who wrote articles critical of him and his managerial conduct. Ex-Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tejas, court-appointed lawyer, argued Tuesday that Tejas was a danger to no one. He's a danger. He's a murderer. Would show up for future court appearances. No, I don't think so. <clears throat> he tried to abscond in and run away and had the support of his wife and mother who were in the court gallery. Who cares? He was crying and weeping about the fact. Um, by the way, I posted uh, Bubba Wallace. Yeah, you might remember with the, uh, the fake hate crime in NASCAR. Yeah, he's been suspended. NASCAR suspended driver Bubba Wallace for one race following his fracas. I post a link to it. Uh, at rockoftalk.news. At Las Vegas Motor Speedway over the weekend, NASCAR determined that Wallace deliberately spun reigning champion Kyle Larson, anti-Asian move in a dangerous move of retaliation. And he did. Bubba's a bad dude. Sponsored by Michael Jordan. Uh, out of Las Vegas, a union chief is calling for the death penalty for a man, yep, accused of killing a veteran patrol officer. The top prosecutor in Las Vegas says a decision will be made in the coming weeks. Tyson Hampton stood silently in court Tuesday as the judge set another court date for November 1st on charges including murder and attempted murder in the shooting that killed Officer Trong Tai. Hampton's court appointed attorneys declined after hearing the comment. Very sad. Out of Washington, D.C., along the U.S. news wires, President Joe Biden announced the release of 15 million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve on Wednesday as part of a response to recent production cuts Announced by OPEC nations, that's according to senior administration officials who spoke Tuesday on the condition of anonymity to outline Biden's plans. Out of New York, emergency center house to house some of the influx of migrants sent to New York City is set to open, providing temporary shelter in giant tents on the island of Maf off of Manhattan. Humanitarian Relief Center in Randall's Island will start taking in single adult men on Wednesday with facilities including laundry, regular meals, and access to international calls. There you go. Ship them up there. Out of New York, Kevin Spacey finished testifying a civil trial resulting from an actor's claims that the Oscar winner made sexual passes at him when he was 14 in the 1980s. Spacey calmly answered questions Tuesday from a lawyer for 50-year-old actor Anthony Rapp. Rapp claims he suffered psychological trauma after Spacey picked him up after at a party in his Manhattan apartment in 1986 and placed him on a bed before laying part of his body across Rapp's. That was enough there. Out of Stockton, prosecutors have charged a Northern California man with fatally shooting three men whom police have said were among six victims slain by a serial killer over the last year and a half. Wesley Brownlee was arrested Saturday on suspicion of killing six men and wounding a woman in a series of shootings dating back to April of 2021. And out of L.A., the last man seen with Kristen Smart was convicted of killing the college freshman who vanished from a California campus more than 25 years ago. Smart was presumed dead. The body remains missing. A jury on Tuesday found Paul Flores guilty of first-degree murder. His father, Ruben, 
was found not guilty on being an accomplice for allegedly helping a son burying Smart's body. On the world wires, here we go, out of the Dubai area, the family of an American citizen arrested on Saudi, says he was tortured and sentenced to 16 years in prison over the tweets he sent while in the United States. 72-year-old retained project manager living in Florida was arrested last November while visiting family in the kingdom. Out of Germany, Berlin, I've covered this already. Germany wants to massively expand the country's charging network for electric cars. It plans to spend... $6.3 billion over the next three years that expects more and more drivers to turn from combustion cars to more climate-friendly electric vehicles. Not good. Out of London, UK inflation accelerated to a 40-year high in September as the soaring cost of food squeezed household budgets. The Office for National Statistics says the consumer price index rose 10.1%. Also out of London, British Prime Minister Liz Truss has insisted she's a fighter and not a quitter as she faced hostile opposition and fury from her own conservative party, over her botched economic plan. And finally, here on this Wednesday, October the 19th at 7.05, out of Rome, Premier Silvio Berlusconi was heard on audio tape boasting that he had recently reconnected with Russian Vladimir Putin, President Vladimir Putin, in exchange gifts of vodka, vine, and sweet letters. There you go, folks. Stay tuned. Bill O'Reilly is up next here in the Kiva. Live 24 hours a day, Monday through Saturday, The Rock of Talk, AM 1600 KIVA, Albuquerque.